Take a Seat Gaming is one of the oldest gaming communities in the scene. We don't have a big ego about it. We're just better than you. You're now listening to the Take a Seat Tidbits podcast, featuring different hosts and leaders every episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Take a Seat Tidbits. Um, Tonight, we're going to be visiting people from all around the world in our worldwide podcast. We have looked high and far for people all across the world to join this podcast to get to know some of the diversity in the members we have within TSP. So with me tonight, I have people representing different countries from all around the world. I have with me Kay, who's our web director. Kay, uh, can you tell me where you're from? Hi, I'm Kay. I'm from Canada, so, you know, it's not much different than the majority of people who are in TSP. Then we have with us Ryan Jake. Where are you from? The UK. Nice to meet everyone. Nice to meet you too. Uh, UK can also be divided into separate countries. What country are you from inside the UK? I am from England. Where are you from, Provoked? I'm also from the UK, but I'm from South Wales. Okay, awesome. And then last but not least, we have Miss Caesar. Where are you from, Miss Caesar? Hello. Yeah, I'm from Spain. Hello and welcome. Thank you, thank you. Uh, to introduce myself, I am Tini, and I am from Norway, about four Europeans, one that belongs to the American continent. Tonight we will be talking what it's like being in an American-based gaming community while being uh, from different parts of the world, and um, if we have had any experiences with that and you know any hurdles we might come across with being in an American-based community. And, you know, what people have been experiencing and enjoying with being in TSP so far. We're going to get to know each person a little bit extra. Okay, can you tell me what division department you're representing and a little bit about yourself? I'm representing WebOps. I'm the only in WebOps. There is a senior web director who is core. A little bit about me. I am a single mom of two kids. My kids are the preteen stage so it's fun times in my house lately the tweens um, oh my goodness it's awful i haven't really been gaming like that long i really started because i didn't want to kill people in real life and end up in jail <laughs> well that's that a good about, excuse i thought so nine years ago ten okay. years ago well you've been playing really longer boring. than me it's not really a competition <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I've only been gaming for two years, like online gaming. I've been playing gaming all of my life, but single player and with my with my siblings, but um, not online or not in a community. Yeah, I've been in communities for about seven years. Ryan Jakes, do you want to tell us what division you're from and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I'm from HR division, which is also short for Hidden Royalty. We, uh, we are internet celebrity, it's, you know, hierarchy. We are part of the royalty, given that I'm British. <laughs> um, formerly a colonel, but I've gone down in rank lately. But, uh, you know, it happens. No, no one's perfect, you know. Everyone has mistakes. Anyway, I've been gaming for, well, God, 
that's actually a difficult question to answer. I've been gaming for a long time, really. I don't think I've ever stopped actually playing games. <laughs> it can be board game, it, it, it can range from physical, uh, physical games, board games, digital games, you name it, I've played it. <laughs> well, actually, probably, you could probably, uh, actually, you could probably argue that point. You probably could actually say a game and I probably have played it. Yeah. Have you played Worms? Yes. Yes, there you go. Okay, awesome. I played it um, on the Nintendo 64. I played it on the computer. Ooh. Move on to another one of our guests, uh, Provoked. Do you want to tell us what division you're from and a little bit about yourself? So I'm from RH. I've got a five-year-old daughter. I'm currently working as a, a mental health and disability support worker. Also a part of the British Army as the Army Reserves. Um, I've been gaming most of my life, but we only got into it fully about two, three years ago. Um, um, I've just recently come back to TSB, and I'm looking forward to future within TSB. Awesome. Nice to hear from you. Um, Miss Caesar, would you like to tell us uh, what division you're from and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, I'm from the PC division, uh, that's BC, uh, Virtual Carnage. And I think I've been gaming, I don't know, for like too many years. But the games I used to play were more like Mario Bros. and the Wii. I'm not afraid to say that I play the Wii more than the PC until I joined this gaming community. And now I'm more into shooting because I didn't know that existed. I yeah. was like, yeah, I need to do this now. Yeah, I, I'm not going back to the Wii. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, I used to I used to play the Wii too. Uh, mostly just dance. Um, yeah. Did did play Zelda the game when the Zelda game got released on Wii, and it was took me a good while to figure out how to use the controls because I wasn't bothered uh, buying the c controller that was easier to use. So I used like the two sticks you got with it, um, but I figured it out. Yeah, I think the only game that I still play from years ago is Minecraft. It's just a classic. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It is a great classic. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, introduce myself. I'm Tini. Uh, I'm from RH, Refined Hatred, same as Provoked. Um, I'm a BG over there. I'm also the podcast head and tonight's podcast host. I... Uh, come from Norway. Um, married. Uh, my husband is also in TSB, TSB Brass. He's a BG and RH as well. We have two cats. We live on the countryside. Discovered online gaming about two years ago when the pandemic hit. I've been gaming single player games for most of my life. Usually, usually with my brothers, we used to play Halo on four way split screen on our old Xbox 360. And then usually just play Kingdom Hearts and Assassin's Creed on PlayStation 2 and Xbox. And I wanted to play a World War II related game and I downloaded Cold War World War II. And then I realized you could play online multiplayer on it. And then we got figured out we could talk to people on xbox as well so we got connected with some people and then we kind of lost touch with them and then we, i came across i figured looking for group posts existed <laughs> and started looking through them and then i came across a post from tsp and then i joined uh, about a year ago and we've had a blast 
We're all from different countries. TSP is an American-based community. It was founded uh, in the U.S. by American, Paracode and Unicorn, and a couple of others. It was founded in 2008. It's been around for a long time. And for a long time, their member base was mostly American. Today, they have a lot of international members as well. Uh, there's people all over the, uh, from all over the world. Uh, we've got pe people from uh, different parts of the UK, Scandinavia, Spain, Italy, Netherlands, Germany, Iceland, Austria, Asia. We've got people from Australia, South America, Mexico. So we've got people represented from all, all across the world within TSB. I would say TSB is still pretty much majority of its members are from the US, which sometimes can you know, offer some difficulties from people from other parts of the world. But we will get into that more later. Right now, I want to hear a little bit about each country that we're from. Hey, would you like to tell us a little bit about the country you're from? Well, my country is known for maple syrup, poutine, and Canadian bacon. In my opinion, Canadian bacon is disgusting. It's like really slimy ham. Everybody just says, oh, it's just ham. No, it's different, and it does not hit right. Aside from that, we generally kind of have the same politics as England still. Like, we call it parliament. We have liberals, conservatives. I have a question. Is, is it true that your currency is called loonies and toonies? Oh, yes. We have Monopoly money, too. We don't have pennies anymore. They ousted oh, pennies what? a couple years ago. So it rounds up to the nearest nickel. Um, so yeah, we have nickels, dimes, quarters. Loonies is a dollar. Toonies is two dollars. And then to go through the colors of our currency, our five dollar bills are blue. Our ten dollar bills are purple. Twenties are green. And twenties also have the Queen of England on it. Man, um, imagine being robbed for all your loony and toonies. It's happened. <laughs> more times than not um i've actually had a couple people that i know that have had their houses broke into and robbed and the main thing that people go for is the change stash because they're usually pretty big and by the time that you pour everything out and count it all it comes out to hundreds of dollars because of the loonies and toonies <laughs> um but yeah, our 50 bills are pink or red, and our $100 bills are brown. So Ooh. we literally have Monopoly money. I did not know that. That was that was fun to know. Brian, do you want to yeah. tell us a little bit about England? Good old England. Good old England, you know, you can't go wrong with it. We have uh, West would refer to you as football, but for us, football is rugby. Uh, what you call soccer is what we call football. There is this big stereotype that we all like tea. Not all of us like tea. Some of us like coffee. I like both, so... Picture British people and tea, like, that goes together hand in hand. It's kind of... Yeah. The... It's become a stereotype. It's become a stereotype that we all like tea. The bona fide point of Britain, and that is, we will fight everyone in a pub. Football team is losing in a bar there will be a fight between two sides there will always be a brawl your country is well you got you got parliament and you got a prime minister but you also have glorified yeah. queen yeah sorry no 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 
that's that's what you're wrong. She, she isn't a queen. She is literally a bona fide god at this point. She has outlived a lot of people. <laughs> I know. She I will just... not let go of that crown. You will. I know. Have she will not let go of that crown. I know. I'm kind of surprised that she still up and kicking and she seems super healthy as well and she beat covid so i was like okay she's not dying yep. anytime soon nope <laughs> however everyone else around her is yeah. slowly <laughs> isn't yeah. she the longest but... reigning monarch yep out of all her uh, out of her entire lineage she's the one that's lived the longest we do have all these political things but I'm I'm not I'm not a guy that's uh, I'm I'm more of a guy, a guy of freedom. I don't care. As, yeah. I mean, it's not like they they cater to every single individual person, but you know, I'm like, you know what? I I don't care what you do. You do what you do. I do what I do. We go yeah. have a blast doing it. I think she um she will hold on to to that yeah, crown. She will hold kill. on to that. She will hold on to that crown and. She will outlive everyone else. Be hilarious if we all come back in like what 10, 30 years and right back to this podcast and it, it, she is still holding on to that crown. <laughs> I met Prince Charles. Oh, naturally. Nice. I, met, I met the Duke uh, the, the Duke of Edinburgh at the time. I'm Prince Charles. Um, and then when I was younger, I met the Queen. Don't never want to meet her again. Oh, what that happened? Is, that is pretty oh, cool, though. It's just, she doesn't talk. I, I met her when I was like, I think I was either 14 or 15 when I was a part of the uh, a cadet force, army cadet force, and like... Um, same! And, um... We got a fellow cadet! Hey, what's up? And, like, within the cadets, there's a, uh, it's like a certain, um, like, ach achievement to get when you pass, like, all your, uh, like all your training within the cadet force, um, it's called uh, Lord Lieutenant, uh, cadet, and I all, yeah. I, I passed all my training within within cadets because I was really into the military and I still am, and I got up to that level of becoming a Lord Lieutenant cadet, and that's where you get to meet the Queen and the royal family, and that's how I got to meet them a couple of times. Like. I mean, I only joined the cadets. Uh... I joined it really late, but I managed to climb the rank up to Lance Corporal, and I did go to two base locations and did some training, which was fun as hell. Let's hear a little bit from Missy, sir. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Spain? Yeah, sure. Well, um, to be honest, well, um, for those that don't know spain is part of the european um uh part it's not than south america is i just wanted to be clear because some people ask me it's not it's not mexico it's, it's a completely different culture completely different language and and yeah just that <laughs> and something uh funny that we well some parts of spain they do in New Year's Eve, we dress up, but we don't dress up elegant. We dress up like it was a party, like with uh, superheroes or like costumes and stuff. And we just go in the street and we drink until the day comes. That's how we celebrate New Year's Eve, to be honest. 
as I found it. Yeah. Damn, Caesar, where can I sign up? This sounds like a blast. Look at that It is a blast. It is a blast. I mean, if it doesn't rain, you spend all night just. The street is full of people dressing up, I don't know, horses, uh, superheroes, stuff, like, it, it, whatever. You go in the water, Damn. you know? I'm, I guess I'm gonna, I know where I'm going next, either this year or next year. Oh, Come all yeah, the way down to Spain to have this pie. It's a blast, and the good thing is that people that cannot go out, because they are just too old, you know, parents, uh, basically, they do a tradition that when it's uh, the 12 o'clock, uh, we put the TV and when they are going through the the clock, the 12 things, we eat grapes. So we eat 12 grapes, everybody on the table. And if you can eat them all on the pace of the seconds, it's 12 seconds, and you can actually swallow them all, you get that good look, good look for the year, you know? Like it's, it's nice, and and nobody can swallow them. It's like it's impossible. Imagine twelve yeah. grapes in your mouth. Everybody is like, wait, 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 hold on. You said, did you say crepes or grapes? Grapes, grapes. Oh uh, well, then I guess I'm I'm definitely uh, giving that challenge a go because I'm pretty sure I can swallow ten uh, more than twelve grapes. Well, yeah. most people can, and it's just funny. It's seeing all your family swallowing, swallowing twelve <laughs> grapes, even your grandma, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you can do it. Oh, I got it. You know, it's just funny. I'll, I'll have. I, a, would... uh, I, I, if I was to witness someone ch uh, trying this, I'd say, "Come on, you can do it. Go on, go on, do it, do it, do it. You can do it. <laughs> Come on, just one more, one more. Come on." <laughs> And everybody's drunk, so it's extra fun. So yeah. <laughs> that's what they do when they're home. They also have yeah, I would. I can imagine that be uh, something fun to look at. I was actually gonna touch in on uh, when you say you all dress up on New Year's Eve. We do actually a similar tradition in Norway, but it's more for the kids. All the kids dress up on New Year's Eve um, as you know superheroes or animals, whatever they want to dress up as. And then they go around in the neighborhood, basically like people do in the U.S. for Halloween. So they go around in the neighborhood and they knock on people's doors or ring the doorbell. And they just, then they sing them a Christmas carol and they get candy in return. Oh, that's um, nice. So we do, we do have a similar tradition with dressing up, but it's, it's mostly for the kids. Um, you do have, it's not very common. We did have a tradition uh, when adults did the same thing and they kind of went to their friends' houses to ask for alcohol instead of candy by wow. singing Christmas carols. Nice. Uh, but it, it's not that common. It's only, they still only do that in like certain parts of Norway, not everywhere. I'm going to say a little bit about Norway. So Norway is a land far north in Europe. It's part of Scandinavia. Um, where it's where the Vikings come from. You probably all have heard about Vikings. You might have seen the show or you've read about them. It's, you know, it's a common figure that people know about. They, you know, historically, they originated from Scandinavia, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland. I, you know, I'm a descendant of Vikings and kind of call myself a Viking sometimes. We only have about 5.3 million people living here. Um, we kind of have the same, yeah, it is, it is very small. Uh, we kind of have the same setup. 
when it comes to kind of how the country is, is built up uh, as Canada and the UK and probably Spain as well with a welfare state, free healthcare and all that. We also have parliament, prime minister, and we have a king and a queen. Monarchy in Norway is basically just tradition. They don't have any real rule in the country. They, they do, you know, have meetings with parliament once a week to kind of get updated on stuff. He's also, our king is also the highest in command of our military. Um, but other than that, he's just, he's just there for show and decoration and tradition. He goes around and does a lot of, you know, meeting great with people all around Norway. A lot of like common misgivings when it comes to Norway. A lot of, like I've been asked people, especially no offense to Americans, but it has been Americans asking those kind of questions is if we got polar bears roaming around in the streets in Norway, um, which I could say yes, because it's kind of true, but it's only on this little island far far north outside of the northern coast of Norway called Svalbard uh, where they do actually have a quite a sizable population of polar bears living there and you can't really leave your house without a gun because uh, they do sometimes tend to go into the to, to the cities uh, to search for food so we do have polar bears in Nor Norway but not on the mainland um, okay, okay. I, I got a question. Since you've got polar bears in your city, do they have unicycles? No, unfortunately not. Yeah. <laughs> I was lied um, to. I was promised a polar bear on a unicycle. <laughs> um, we also are the country with the most medals in the Winter Olympics. We, Makes sense. We, yeah, but, you know, we're a small country. We don't have that many contestants. The US usually participate with you know 10 times more the amount of people each year in the winter olympic olympics than norway does but we are very good at cross-country skiing and uh biathlon i don't know how to pronounce it but it's like they ski and shoot at the same time and oh. we have decent people in downhill skiing and snowboarding as well so we kind of just take all the medals in the sports that we're really good at in the Winter Olympics. It's a little bit about Norway. Next question I had is that if we're, if you guys have some weird traditions or weird facts about your country, I know we've touched a little bit on that already, but I'm going to go around again for those who didn't say anything. Uh, starting off with Kay, do you guys have any weird traditions in your country? Traditions, no. You know, I throw people off all the time because they always say, like, Canadians are such nice people and the Canadian geese are so mean. I always say that we siphon the aggression out of us and give it to the geese. <laughs> if you notice, my accent is not like most Canadians that you would meet because I'm in Western Canada. Okay. The further east you go, the thicker the accent comes, and that's where the more oot and a boot comes out. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> like, I know that Miss Caesar was talking about how Spain is not like Mexico, even though yeah. they both speak Spanish, but Mex Mexico is more like a uh, slang of, of Spanish, right? Am I right, Miss Caesar? Yeah, it's like another dialect, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same as here when it comes to French, because I'm a bi bilingual country. So, 
French and English are our official languages, but really our French isn't the same as France. It's a, it's a slang of French. You have to learn French, in, like all, do all Canadians need to learn French in school or can you choose to learn it? You can choose to learn it where I live. Probably if you go to Quebec, you'll probably have to learn it because it is predominantly a French province. Yeah. Um, I do know that there are some schools that are French immersion, though, that you have to learn French. But yeah, not where I live. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know that you have both of those uh, languages for your country. And yeah. that Quebec is like the biggest place they speak. Most people speak French. Yes. Ryan, do you have any fun facts or weird tradition from weird traditions from the UK? Not really, though. It, I wouldn't say it's a weird tradition or a fun fact. Just don't feed seagulls because they will come back for more. <laughs> it's they, like that here too. They, they're pesky. They're pesky little rats. You you hand them a singular trip, they'll they will swoop down for more. Provoked. Do you guys have any weird traditions or any fun facts um, from Wales? I don't have any weird traditions. I have some facts. Wales has the second longest place name in the whole world. Don't ask me to say. It. Google it. <laughs> I know. I I know about that. I've seen it. It is. I, think I don't know how anyone can pronounce yeah. it, but I did want to ask you, Provoke, do you speak Welsh? I speak some Welsh. Not, I'm not fluent. I speak basic. Okay. But because for those who don't know, in Wales, we, they, yeah, we they have two languages. Problem. We're not like England. They're ignorant and only knows English. Hey, there's nothing wrong with only one language. <laughs> Welsh, two decades ago, was known as a dying language. But within the past, I say decade, gone up like, around about, I think it's like twenty-one percent more than where it was a dying language at the time. People thought the Welsh language was going to die out. Now it's within secondary school now. With my daughter now, uh, she's in a half Welsh school, so she is speaking. She will be fluent Welsh within the next few years. That is uh, that is pretty pretty cool though. Uh, yeah. To take care of those old languages and make sure that, you know, they stay alive and they get used. Got a couple more Welsh facts. Mount Everest, you know, the world's biggest mountain. Named after a Welsh man, George, Ooh, nice. George Everest. He was named after him because of, of his pioneering work. So they named, that, named Mount Everest after him. I think Mount Everest was originally called Point XV. And then another fun fact, not... A hundred percent, but St. Patrick isn't Irish. He's Welsh. I found out today myself that he originally St. Patrick is actually from a place called Pultalbert. The other fun fact, Jack Daniels, sorry to all the Americans, is Welsh, not American. Really? It's not from Texas? Nope. Joseph Daniels was the father of Jack Daniels. Joseph was from a place called Aberystwyth, which is in the west of Wales. When Joseph moved, uh, he emigrated to the US in the 18th century. And his grand, his, it was his grandson, Jack, who created Jack Daniels whiskey. Wales' is nat uh, natural sport is rugby. Isn't it, Ryan? Yes, yes it is. 
I like how you had to ask me in the, the most passive aggressive <laughs> way possible. Right, come on, who's got, the, who's, got the biggest, who's got the biggest beef within rugby within the UK? It's the it's a state fact. It's the fucking England world. and Wales. All oh, right, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me just this state of facts, right? So England and Wales. Not all of us hate each other, but we do hate each other now and again. Okay. It's a passive aggressive relationship in the game yeah. of rugby. We take it once, they take it twice. And uh, I, I, I got another fun fact. Yeah. So, so Wales, Scotland, and Ireland are all Celtic. Sorry, England, but you're not. You think Americans and England get along? No, trust me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, really, the only rival that we have when it comes to America and Canada is hockey. No, we don't really have hockey. Yeah. I know I know Wales does have a hockey team, and we do yeah. have a rink somewhere. You've misplaced your ice rink. It's over here in England. Would you come and get it? Bro, it, Wales is just mountains. What do you expect? I live in the well, valleys. Well, they go and just uh, blow a hole in the wall. I'm as good as you can get, like. Well, if, well, if you're going to live in mountains, at least blow a hole in one side big enough for an ice ring. If we're going to talk about mountainous country, none of you have anything on Norway. So I'm just going to yeah, put that I'm out just, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with that. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna argue with that. I used to have this mate of mine that was from England that came and lived in Norway. He still lives there. And the first time he was gonna drive inland. The further inland you go from from my city, the bigger the mountains get. And he was like hanging out the window and looking up on the sides because. On either side of the car, there was mountains just going 90 degrees straight up. So tall, you you know, you could barely see the edge on top. And he was like, he was just Damn. hanging out the window in awe. Because he was like, what is this? I prefer countryside versus the city. I like to visit the city, but I, I wouldn't want to live in it. Because I want, I want the freedom and space around me to... I hate cities. Yeah. <sighs> and I enjoy visiting them. But I don't want to live in them because it's too crowded. No, I don't even like going to them. I'm going to move on and let's ask Miss Caesar. Do you have any other weird traditions uh, from Spain? Weird traditions, we have a lot. Uh, because, well, for starters, we don't only speak Spanish. We have another completely different language called Basque. Which is another culture by itself. It's in the north of Spain. I was educated in the north, so I know a little bit about it, but I don't really talk much. It's like Wells. Like, yeah, they teach you that in a school, but it's like, yeah, who remembers that? Uh, but I don't know, little things like um, hello or thank you is scary casco. It's a very... That's a long word for hello and thank you. Or Yeah, it's, it's really hard to, to pronounce. Uh, mostly for English speakers but yeah that's a completely different thing and then you go to Barcelona and they also have another different dialect which is yeah really different like if they speak to me I really need to listen to it to understand it so I would say that the weirdest uh, is like parties we just like to party I mean in Barcelona they have this big party called the Tomatina where the whole yeah. town 
closest you gotta pay to get in the sound and you just buy ton of tomatoes you buy a ton, ton of tomatoes and you throw them you throw tomatoes at people I have heard about that tradition. You get, like, that's a huge festival thingy that you guys do. Yeah, I mean, they're not hard tomatoes. They're, like, really about to go off. Susie, you're making me jealous. ton of different pies and all that. We, we yeah. like to party. They just throw a big party in the town. They throw tomatoes at each other. They get wasted. Making me want to move there now. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. I mean, I don't think the economy is really good at, at that right now. But the rest is great. It's great. The food, the party. Like I don't know if anybody has heard of the um, San Fermin, uh, where we ride bulls. Ah, yes. Yeah. The bull. The bull races. Pamplona. Yeah. Is it uh, a true fact that the bulls do not like red? Yeah. If you wear red, they'll go for you. But they, oh they'll God. go for any color, any yeah. bright color. Uh, I think in America, I've, I have no idea. But what I've seen is they kind of put them in a rodeo, in a round perimeter, and they just yeah. play with it. Yeah. Uh, in Pamplona, they literally have to transport them from the downside of the town to the height, to the main street. They fence the whole yeah. thing for the bulls to go through it. And then the people run with the bulls while they are yeah. transporting them. Like they just let them free. They count to 10 or whatever. And they just go with the bulls all the way up to the town where they're going to do the, the festivities and they're going to play with them and stuff. But they yeah. just run with them. Like next to them, it's super dangerous. But people are just, I don't know, tradition, I guess. Do you guys still do bullfighting with you? You had them in like a stadium. And then you had this guy that had the the cape that he yeah. would antagonize the bull with. Yeah. The matador. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Do you guys still do that? Or is that something that's yeah. just an old tradition? There is some countries, well, countries, not cities, sorry, that they ban this because uh, people protested about it. But most in Spain, they do it. They still do it in Pamplona, mostly. Is is big yeah. there, and they they would do it like every day. San Fermin is eleven days of party. They'll have yeah. eleven bulls, and yeah, they'll do that. The whole dance. Eleven days of pies. Wow. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, two weeks of fresh pieing. That's oh, gonna yeah. destroy a person's liver. Yeah, people are sleeping on the grass, just waking up and just go back to partying. It's, it's crazy. I'm um, liking this country more and more. <laughs> uh, the siesta, is that kind of, because I'm, I'm not sure what that means. Siesta, does that mean like party time or is it, you know, resting time after party? It's, it's nap time. It's nap time, okay. Yeah, it's, it's also big. Even the, the shops, all the shops close. Yeah, half time, like literally from uh, one o'clock to five, half the shops are closed. No, no, like because it's siesta. Uh, yeah, it's siesta. It's break time, you know. So uh, most shops, maybe some big supermarket, is open, but little shops they all close. One to five, don't go shopping. Mm, they're closed, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I know in the US, you know, you'll have stores. 
pretty much all over the country, open 24-7. So they used to kind of have everything accessible to them. I kind of am the same in predicament that you are where you have shops that close. You have break time. Our shops just close early. And we don't have any shops open on Sundays. Sundays is the day off for our whole country, basically. Um, you have small, like small little shops that you know are allowed to hold open for a couple of hours on Sunday, and of course gas gas stations and stuff like that, petrol stations stations. Um, but yeah, our, pretty much our whole country closes down on on Sundays because it's. It's the resting day for everyone and you're not allowed to do like garden work, anything that makes a lot of noise. You're not allowed to do that on Sundays. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, I some... I actually live in England. Uh, I left Spain eight years ago. And the first thing that shocked me is that everything on Sundays closes at five. And I was yeah. like... I, I still can remember, like, I need to go to shop something, or oh, it's six o'clock, something. It's like, is it open? I don't know. Is this shop open? I have to Google it. Still, like, yeah. what, why is everything close at five? What's wrong with Sunday? It's another day. <laughs> People are free. It's most likely to go to the shop, no? In Norway, we have some weird cultural traditions as well. Brian, you're probably going to love this one. We have a very special tradition for people that graduate high school in the end of April and for half of the month of May, you'll see all these kids around in Norway or, you know, high schoolers that will wear red and blue dresses like overalls where they have putting writing down their legs uh, with their name and what school they're from, what year it is. Some of them paint on their backs and stuff. And basically, they go on about a three-week binge, partying nearly every single night, uh, which is their end of, you know, 13 years of school celebration. Well, I now know three, uh, two locations where I'm going, uh, <laughs> going for a five-month vacation. And they have all these, like, tasks that they can do, do throughout this, this time, which is kind of like sort of a scout's badge of honor. I remember one we did was uh, to go through, drive through on McDonald's in a shopping cart, ordering kids' meal. Yeah, uh, brilliant. And, yeah, and then you have one where you were supposed to eat breakfast in a roundabout. You had one where you had to chug a bottle of beer or cider with two tampons in your mouth. You could have sexual intercourse in a tree. Kind of out there, but I guess when yeah. you're drunk, you can do. You'll do a lot of things. One of the things that Norway is well known for is our many expeditions to our North Pole and South Pole. And uh, there was actually a Norwegian guy that discovered the South Pole. Like he was the first man to set his feet there and you know explore it. So it was claimed by Norway. We kind of we have shared it with the rest of the world after that, but. So we are known for polar adventurers in Norway. And one of the tasks you have is that you are supposed to... Like in most countries, you can buy all your alcohol at like your convenience store or your nearby shop and stuff. But in Norway, you can only buy certain percentage of alcohol, like low percent alcohol in the store. If you want higher percentage of alcohol and more wide variety of wines and stuff, you need to go a spe to a special store that has kind of polar in its name. 
so as a joke you have to put skis on your feet cross-country skis and then backpack and winter clothes and then you have to go to the store and buy alcohol as part of the task so you are going on a polar expedition to buy alcohol norway has its own indigenous population the sami people you can tie them into the indians in the u.s there are you know or indigenous people of Norway. They live for the most part in northern Norway. They Their main tradition is to herd reindeers and they live in big teepee tents. They, you know, use the all parts of the reindeer for food, for clothing, have their own parliament. Most of them speak Norwegian. They have their own language as well that they do speak, um, which is included in when we have news and stuff, they you know can they can choose to listen it to in to it in Sami. We eat a lot of weird stuff. Um, we especially like to salt the stuff that we eat. So salted dry fish, salted dry meat is something that we like, and to smoke stuff. Weirdest Norwegian thing I've eaten is probably smoked salted sheep's head. It's quite common on the western coast where I live to eat that at a special time of year. And you eat everything. If you dare to eat the eye, you kind of get like a badge of honor. You're kind of tough if you dare to eat the eye, uh, which is the grossest part of the whole thing. But it doesn't really taste any different from the rest of the head. I've eaten sheep's head once. And of course, I had to show off my dad and eat the eyes. <laughs> Which I did. You had to show up your dad by eating the eye of the sheep's head. Well, I've eaten fish eyes as well, so uh, from, the, from a fish okay, that's, head. So. That's a new one, that's a new one. Also eaten sheep balls. Rockfisk? Um, yeah, I've tried it. You have tried it? Saltiest thing I've ever tried in my life. Uh, Tini, I'm going to have to go. Good night, everyone. Since we are a gaming community, uh, I wanted to know if you guys know what would be the most popular game in your country oh i mean i guess the normal games like card like shooting games i suppose wales has recently just started an esports thing but it's not so much not out there i'm a part of the esports team for the british army for my regiment the biggest game i know it's going to be like fifa i would like yeah. to like you know bring in awareness within the gaming of esports to wales and I've been, you know, making teams to get them out there and helping them. I would say the most popular game that you see, at least kids in Norway play, because I work in a school, so I kind of, you know, pay attention to what they like to do. And, and for, you know, for the last year or so, it's been Among Us and Fortnite. I know that we have quite a big Minecraft server. A community has gone around that. Gaming is starting to be very popular in Norway. Last year, they had a show called All of Norway Does Gaming, where they had, you know, some hosts that are gamers talking about gaming, having popular streamers come on uh, for interviews, and they had quizzes and tasks that the audience, you know, they could call in and participate. Talked about what game games were popular in Norway. They had kids come on to play like a live version of Minecraft using the hosts, like in a virtual reality, and they were kind of controlling them and telling them what to do. So it was quite a good show that you know show that gaming is really popular amongst the youth in Norway and it's you know 
it's it's not just about being lazy and sitting on your bum and playing twenty four seven. You know, it's a it's a real big community going around it. You know, you can meet friends all over the world, connect with people that you might never actually meet. Especially for me, when this whole world opened up for me, I thought that was pretty awesome. I didn't even know it existed. But there is this whole universe where people can connect to each other and, and bond over, com- you know, such a common thing as gaming and having fun together. With TSP being founded in the U.S. and the majority of its members are from the U.S., how has it been to be a part of this community when you're from another country? It's mostly the time zones that they suck. I don't know, people make fun of my accent all the time. It's quite normal, like nothing nothing bad or anything because we are a very um, inviting community, so they don't really care where you're from or how you talk. But yeah, it's always the typical joke that, oh, what did you say? Oh, you said that. Oh, I, I thought you said something else. It's like, it's my accent, okay? <laughs> Can't change it. For me... I can mostly get away with Americans because they can never really guess where I'm from. Most of them guess that I'm from the UK because my accent does have a lot of British in it, especially when I'm really nervous. You you can kind of hear a little bit of my Norwegian accent coming through. But when you hear my husband speak, um, and you've heard him spoke Baroque, so he's got a bit of a thicker accent than I do. Well, no, I I actually thought he was British. You thought he was? You thought Bass was pretty? Uh, yeah, I asked, I asked him earlier on. Okay. <laughs> well, he's got a thicker accent than me, but it's gotten a lot better since he, he joined DSP. Yeah, time zones I found out really hard to work around. Luckily for me, when I was a colonel and with the squad that I was over, half the squad was European. We were able to cater more to European time zone. And a lot of the Americans that were there were, were usually good with having earlier times for our meetings and, and such and our age I would say probably has the most amount of Europeans in it so you'll see game nights going all hours of the day and you will usually be able to get people for your game nights because you know when the Americans leave the, Amer- the Europeans are awake and you know the other way around you should be able to find people throughout the day how about you provoked how have you found you know, with it being an American-based community. For me, it's a bit different because I work nights. So when I'm on, on my day off, I basically stay up all night anyway. It's yeah. like, it's my daytime. I'm, li- I'm basically living on a US time schedule. The timing is, you know, it's fine for me. But the bad things I've had is my accent. Um, to them, it comes off a bit thick. We don't speak, like, English is not a native language. For me, it's Norwegian. Yeah. For Caesar, it's Spanish. You know, so we've had to learn English growing up on school. The more you speak it, the more you hear it, the better your accent will be. And for me, that, you know, I used to live in England, kind of helped me gain a really good accent. I'm probably the Welshiest person you've probably ever been here. I'm in smack bang in the middle of Wales. Unless you get someone from North Wales who speak Welsh, fluent Welsh. Um, It's like... Especially if I get frustrated and like like you were saying about uh, getting nervous, that's when my accent gets thicker. Like for this podcast now, I've calmed myself down to the point of you can hear me stopping now. Is because I'm tr- no, I try not to swear a lot. 
Sweden, where I'm from, it just comes out naturally now these days. Especially for you, Cesar, you have quite a thick accent. Have you had any funny moments when you've been talking to people in TSB where, you know, you've tried to say something they couldn't understand at all and you had to explain it or, you know, ended up having a big laugh where you were trying to say something and they completely misunderstood you? Many times, almost every day, the first few months... Um, I honestly didn't know very well how to say the the word Cornell. Yeah, I I was I don't know I was saying something completely different and I was talking about it and everybody was confused as what the hell I was saying, and then I I wrote it down and they were like, oh you're saying this okay well then that you say it and it's like I am saying it what do you mean <laughs> you know like yeah. Yeah, I never use this word because it's a military ranking. Why would I use this word for? Yeah. So, yeah, I have to learn it, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Good thing yeah. I, I know a colonel and I know how to say it. For me, I cannot say the word bear, like the drink. I say oh, the word beer. of the animal. Yeah, I said a word of the animal. I cannot get myself to pronounce it correctly. And people take the piss out of me all the time when you know, we get into those type of conversations. And they were like, what did you say to you? I was like, I said bear. I was like, no, that's not it. Some of my British friends keep teasing me about it. I can't say the number three. I three. say the, the plant. <laughs> three. Funny enough. In Welsh, number three. Is called tree. Coming to the close of our podcast, last thing I kind of wanted to talk about is: Have you guys noted noticed any cultural differences between you and other people in TSB? And what is the biggest cultural difference? Food when we put up a pics of the food, sometimes I go like, "What is that?" Or when someone just talks about their favorite crisps or chips, or packet or something, or drink, and I, I don't know what they're talking about. And, like, I never had that. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I've shared my fair share of weird Norwegian things to eat in our food picks channel, so they'd be like, <laughs> what is that? Provoked. The biggest cultural difference to other cultures you've met throughout TSB. Like all the food stuff. They take pride in their food. Fucking the big thing for me. No way. We take a lot of pride in our traditional food we're, we're very fond of our traditional food and it's it's quite alive and well you know people eat it every day like i said before a lot of salted meats and fish and potatoes potatoes is the biggest thing in norway we can do a lot with potatoes in norway and the great famine you know during 1920s and stuff you know potatoes when it came to Norway, kind of saved Norway from hunger because it was so easy to grow and you got, you know, results quite quickly. And it was yeah. very versatile to use in a lot of different dishes and what you could do with it. So potatoes been, that's kind of standard thing in Norwegian households to have potato with nearly every single meal that you eat for dinner. We eat a lot of bread in Norway. You have bread for breakfast, for lunch and for your evening meal or tea as you probably would call it in the uk norwegians are really proud of our food heritage cultural differences for me kind of unwritten social law that we follow like and all the other scandinavian countries follow this too 
uh, it's the law of Yamsa, um, which basically the most common known part of it is that you should not think you are better than others. Uh, we're all equal. Like PSB now, you know, that's what it's meant to be like. Yeah, we, we do have wrong. But at the end of the day, we treat everyone as a person, as a human being. Because, you know, me being in the military, it's the same way how we think. You know, no one is anyone different. Obviously, we have rank in the military too. But, you know, I've got good friends who are higher rank in the than in the army. But the only time we actually, uh, you know, if we, they've got to use rank against me, is if it's something to do with, like, we're going, doing something important. At the end of the day, they treat a lot of people the same as they wanted to be treated. I know some people struggle that, you know, it's a, it, you know, we have ranks and some people feel like, you know, the people with the ranks are more important than other people. But generally, we just, you know, we're just there to help each other out. Of course, being a colonel, you will probably be more popular than a sergeant, basically because you are the leader of the squad. Everybody knows you because you're the leader. You play a lot with your members because you want to take care of them. Uh, so, of course, it might be perceived that, you know, rank gives you popularity, but not necessarily. Like, we have sergeants no. that are just as popular and, yeah. you know, can easily get people yeah. To, yeah. to come join them and stuff. So, it doesn't, your rank doesn't really define you. Your personality and what you put forwards within the community, that defines you. you know, when I first ever joined a gaming community, you know, I was the most shyest person I ever met. Like, if it weren't for gaming communities, I wouldn't be able to talk, especially doing this podcast, I wouldn't be yeah. able to do it right now. You learn stuff within a gaming community which you can learn, uh, which can be used within real life situations. Obviously, it's helped me a lot within real life. The rank, of course, it does have some privileges. Just you get more popular when you kind of rise within the ranks because you involve yourself a lot more with people especially good you know to if you want to get out of your shell and stuff i do recommend ranking up to get more out there most squads have it easy to get up where you want to be and the more you put it put yourself into it the, the higher you you'll go every time you rank up like especially when you get to like the you know leadership role you know you get new experiences you know especially for someone who's brand new to it never been in done before they're getting out of their comfort zone like, even getting to bg or anywhere higher than, you know, anyone lives there, you don't want to be trying to rush into it. Because, no. you know, that's when you have a burnout. Um, it took me, it took me ha over half a year to get to BGE, so I had, you know, a long way getting there. Yeah, which to me is, you know, is a decent time to do it. It is time for the question you all have been waiting for. Yeah. What's everyone's favourite type of Pringles? You know, the flavour. Salt. Yeah. Who doesn't like salt, I mean, salty crisps? Well, I don't. I don't. Well, I mean, I do, but then I'm, I I prefer to have you know the the salt and vinegar. No, please don't. You Brits are so weird. It's the worst crisp flavor in the entire you, world. You do not judge us for our salt and vinegar. All right. What 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 about everyone else? It's a toss up for me. Oh, why is it toss up? I like sour cream and onion, but I also like the original, too. Provoked. What about you? I don't know. Ah, oh, 
This man don't have no favorite can. Okay, this is a reverse psychology question. If a, if there was a big red button with a, a sign behind it say, do not uh, push said big red button, would you A, push said big red button, or two, push big red button? I would push big red button. button. I, yeah, I only live one, so I'm going to push it. Exactly. Of course. Everyone has had their moments of pressing said one big red button. <laughs> I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? Maybe you'll win the lottery. So that's it for our TSB Worldwide podcast. I want to thank you all for joining me here this evening, and I hope you all had a blast. And to all our listeners, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and that you learned a little bit about the different cultures from the different countries that some of our TSB members represent. We'll see you around.